freaking go LSU fans go on ahead hit the subscribe button ring the bell because we have hit 10,000 subscribers thank you so much I really appreciate it on YouTube now we got to grow Facebook Instagram all that other stuff but obviously YouTube is always going to be my absolute favorite thing and I want to start today talking about of course the LSU defense and what I would do if I were Matt House now the first thing I'll tell you I, I've Talked to a lot of industry sources when it comes to Matt House. I gave a full Patreon breakdown uh, as to some of the things that they actually told me about Matt House going into this job at LSU. Now, my super diehard PHLers that have watched this channel for quite some time can attest to what I'm about to say. I was not the biggest Matt House guy when he was hired. You can go look at the original video. It's still up, and I got some blowback for it. That's perfectly fine. We all have different opinions on different uh, coaches, but I always go back to Matt House when he was a defensive coordinator for the five seasons. He was a DC. He was honestly elite in one of them, right? And that was the last year he was at Kentucky. So, why did LSU hire him? Well, he knows a lot about football. Um, his football mind is pretty vast. And sometimes it just comes down to your personnel. Sometimes your scheme could be a little bit more complex than it needs to be. And sometimes you've just lost it. You know, you take a look at the LSU coaching staff from last year defensively, it's different than what it is now. Whereas, Last year, the offensive coaching staff pretty much remained the same, right? So there was a bunch of new voices that were inserted into the defensive room, and that could be part of the reason why LSU has had the issues that they've had. Now, I was able to speak to a former LSU defensive back. I was also able to speak to another Division One defensive back, and I just got done listening to Brendan Taylor on AYS. Uh, shout out to Blake, had a lot of fun on his show last night. And I will say, yes, there is a lot of chatter about the scheme. That is the one thing that I feel a lot of people are hammering down. It's this game, it's this game, it's this game. But what I would tell you is when you talk to actual players, they will tell you that, and, and obviously, you can go listen to, 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 to BT and see everything that he had to say. But I will say a, a former LSU DB came up. Uh, I talked to him earlier today, and he said, you've just got to make plays. You've just got to make these simple tackles that are in front of you. And after re-watching the Ole Miss game yet again, yes, we were out of position on some of those long touchdowns. But the bottom line is we just did not tackle well. And when you see a team give up 700 yards – you could be going up against the Mike March Rams, the greatest show on turf, Patrick Mahomes and, and Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. You can go up against any of them. You should never give up 700 yards. And when you give up that many yards, normally it means there is a bunch of tackles that were missed. And that was the worst tackling performance in the history of LSU football. I do think this defense has some selfish players. And I hate to say that because that obviously is a very harsh statement to say about players. Um, but they are playing for themselves instead of as a unit. And the one thing I took away from listening to BT was defensive back play is a collaborative effort, right? You really have to play for one another. You can't be selfish. And you've really got to understand 
where if this guy makes a mistake, you got to try and help him out with that mistake. And in order to not make mistakes, you just have to do your job. So those things are very important. And right now, there are some selfish players on that defense. You could just see it. And that's just not going to work. So if you can take some of those guys out and put players out there that really want to play for each other and play for something bigger than themselves and honestly play with the pride of defensive back university, DBU. Look, you had the godfather of DBU, the guy that started the whole thing, Corey Webster, speak to them before the season. Get him back here again to speak to him again. Something needs to be done. We've got to tackle better, though. That is the baseline of every defense. You've got to tackle. That is the most important thing. If you can't do that one thing well, you're just going to keep getting 700 yarded. All right. Now, before we get to any of your comments, that's obviously just the beginning. But you see the title of the video, Madhouse's Game Plan versus Missouri. Now, obviously, I'm not a coach. I can't come on here and break down all of Nick Saban's Rip Liz principles. I can't tell you really all the intricacies of split field coverage because it is very intricate. Defensive back play has become very elaborate because of Nick Saban and many other people like Vic Fangio and people like that that have you know revolutionized how defenses are played. Um, that can get very monotonous and boring. But what I can tell you is I've watched a good bit of Missouri, and a lot of what they do offensively is very similar to what we do offensively. Um, I tweeted out a clip earlier today. Go to the Power Hour LSU Twitter account, and you're going to see something absolutely incredible. Okay, you are going to see something crazy. LSU and Missouri have run the same play in the red zone, and nobody has been able to stop it. So, if you want to check it out, go to my Twitter account. You can see the plays for yourself. Um, can't play him here because of copyright reasons. But if you go to Power Hour LSU, you can see it. Missouri is a really, really good passing offense, okay? To the point where their passing offense has actually been better than LSU's passing offense in terms of a stat called yards per attempt, okay? Which basically means their passing offense has been unbelievably explosive. Now, we're at 10.1 yards per attempt, which is still very good. 10.4 is absolutely ridiculous, and they've only thrown one interception on the season, which is by far the best in the SEC. We've only thrown two, so that's close. But still, Missouri's passing offense is really, really, really good, okay? But you take a look at their rushing offense. It is a little bit different, okay? They have the 10th best rushing offense in the SEC. I accidentally clicked the wrong thing here. Huh? So there you go, and you'll see right here. I actually just did that wrong. Uh, oh, I did this. Okay, here we go. Either way, they have the tenth uh, best rushing offense in the SEC. My apologies. Um, they 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 they're not really that great at running the football. Okay. Um, now they have good running backs. They have Cody Schrader. They have Nathaniel Pete. These guys can really run the football. Cody Schrader is a powerful runner. He probably had the best truck stick of any RB not named Caleb Jackson I've seen so far this year in the SEC on 
a really good linebacker last week in C.J. Taylor, one of Vanderbilt's best players. Nathaniel Pete um, is a really good one-two combo. But if Missouri is number one in the SEC in yards per attempt, and Missouri is 10th in yards per rush, or should I say, well, let's just go with yards per rush. We have got to force them to run the football. We just do. Okay? What we don't want them to do is get Luther Burden going. Theo Weiss going. And just for a simple primer for Missouri, we're going to have a deeper breakdown on Patreon and a film study, obviously, tomorrow. The single-digit players are the playmakers for Missouri, okay? Uh, Luther Burden's number three. Number one is Theo Weiss. Um, seven's a really good player for them. And, and Cody Schrader, that they know he's number eight. And Brady Cook is number 12, okay? Those are their big guys. And they are good. They are a really, really good offense. Um, Elijah Woods is a really, really good coach. And they love to throw the football. They do. So if I am Matt House, I am saying this. What can I do to force them to run the football on us? Okay. Now, the next thing we'll address is obviously when it comes to running the football, what can we do to force them to run the football? Well, it's simple. Play straight up too high. Play too high. Uh, I don't mind playing um, two-man under, cover five, whatever. Just give them looks where they have to run the football on us. And who cares if they get five yards here, six yards there? That is better than the 50 gazillion yard runs after the catch that they had this past week. Okay? But... As of right now, it is also true that LSU has the worst rushing offense on a yards per carry basis, a rushing defense on a yards per carry basis in all the SEC. Um, when it comes to opponent-adjusted EPA per play, LSU is the second worst defense in all of college football. Okay, they're a top 10 offense, but they're the second worst defense in all of college football. I thought going into the season the biggest gap between offense and defense was going to be USC. And then after week one, I thought it was going to be Colorado. But the truth is LSU very well could have the best offense in the entire sport and the worst defense in the entire sport. That just is unfathomable with all the talent that LSU has on defense, which makes me think that there are some players that are tearing this defense apart. So, we have got to put the guys out there that really want to play together, that really want to play for the LSU on the side of their helmet, really want to play for not the name on the back of the jersey, but on the front. And honestly, I think some of that is lost. I do. You know, part of what makes LSU so unbelievably special is the tie that a lot of these young men have to the university. Obviously, the boot, LSU, Tyron Matthew, Odell Beckham, um, you know, people – Honestly, intrinsically love LSU. And now with the portal, there's a lot of guys here just thinking, oh, it's just another stop. No, it's not. This is a creme de la creme. This is where you want to be. This is DBU. Okay? Get in there and play your ass off like there's no tomorrow. The one thing I would not like to see next week is people loafing. We saw a lot of that this past week. And some of that could be a lack of belief. It could be a lot of different things. Now, I'm done yap, yap, yapping. Clint, please go check your Discord messages. We said a Lord's Disciple. 
Um, Howard, good to see you. Uh, let's go. Cl Cliff wants me to check the check the entire chat history. I said after the Gramley game that Ole Miss will run for 300, Missouri passes for 400. Um, yeah, it, it's tough. This is a back end of a back-to-back -back road game. It's going to be hard. The poll question's up. Does Missouri score 35 or more points on Saturday? Over 100 of you in here really appreciate that. Don't forget, go to the Power Hour LSU Facebook page. When I go live, share it. Share it to every LSU Facebook group you can think of. That goes a long way because, obviously, me being here, um, it's it's tough. It's really, really, really tough uh, to do all these different things. Okay? Now, start things off with a very super chat. Very good super chat. Drew Boudreau. I love that. Drew Boo. Drew Boudreau. Drew Boudreau. Hey, Carter, I love the content. How big of an impact do you think Pete Jenkins will have in a short period? And did Jimmy Lindsay's absence possibly recruit, possibly result in the defensive line underperforming? It absolutely did. Um, you know, one thing, and, and Blake and I had a really good conversation about this, and a lot of you have brought this up in the Discord. I really recommend you join the PHL Patreon because you get these extra Discord chats. The number one question I have received is why has the LSU defensive line all lined up about a yard off the football, okay? Uh, there was a few instances of that this past weekend, okay? Actually, quite a few of them. Um, if you're playing a counter team, I could see why you would do that because you don't want to fire off you know, too hard and they just kind of wash you out of the play. But the thing I don't like about that is – you're playing a game as if you're trying to catch blocks. If you're that far off um, and you're not really firing off, you're, you're you're not being the aggressor. And part of you know playing good defensive line play, you can be very aggressive and not over penetrate a play. Um, that's just my best guess. Defensive line coaches have all different reasons as to why they do those things. I would scrap it. it it's not working. It's absolutely terrible. Um, and look. In this last film study, it has been the most PA, uh, the most viewed film study I've ever had. Don't know why. I think a lot of you are just pissed off rage watching. And, you know, normally when a, when a, when a film study goes crazy, and I just want to share this, I have a bunch of former jocks coming in there saying, I don't know what I'm talking about or, or, or whatever. And I always say this. I'm not as smart as Bill Belichick or anyone. I'm giving you my best educated guesses. I think... When it comes to defensive line play, you've got to be willing to adjust. And we have not done a good job of adjusting. We have struggled also shedding blocks. We have struggled reading blocks. We have struggled with stunting. One thing that is unacceptable that happens all the time as a defensive line with LSU is they over-penetrate the edge pass rush lane, the rule is if you are a pass rusher and you're not bending the corner, if you're engaged and you get even with the quarterback, you don't want to go too far upfield because they're just going to step up right underneath you and they're just going to wash you up. Our pass rush moves are non-existent. It kind of reminds me of Daniel Hunter at LSU. 
Daniel Hunter is one of the best players in the NFL. He has been. He had, he had no pass rush moves in LSU. That's why he slipped in the draft. He was also hurt. But he got to the NFL. He obviously got good defensive line coaching. And once he started developing moves, he became unstoppable. Okay? We're, we're not we're, – we're, 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 we're not – we're not very creative, right? Harold Perkins right now has one pass rush move. He has a ghost move. Now, I can argue the ghost move is the best move if you're good at it. Obviously, Von Miller, it's, he's going to the Hall of Fame off that move. But teams know what you're going to do. So Pete Jenkins will come in and help out with all of this. Okay, I'm a former defensive tackle. I was a pass rush guy. Uh, obviously, I'm not big enough to hold up against the run, but I would go in on third and long and, and, and rush the quarterback, okay? I was okay at it. I was definitely not some elite, elite football player, but I had to have a bunch of different moves for me to be able to play. Um, so, you know, I, I think that could be a little overrated. So much of it is just athleticism, but you have to have some kind of nuance to your game. You, you just do. And we just don't. We we will eat a block and not really do anything with it outside of, at this point, Wingo. So, See Dr. Morgan in here. Good to see you. Uh, let's see Tony in here. D-Man, you do not want that. Okay, there's plenty of smarter, better, more athletic people out there. Um, we got the talent in that room. We do. One thing I one thing I would say, one thing I would tell Mason is get off blocks. You know, I I will see him jack a guy up. All right, just boom, and not shed him. He had a huge play late in the fourth quarter, huge. And then at the end of it, he was still engaged with the guy. Get off of it and make, him a, make a play. I mean, it feels like our defensive line is not having fun. It's the funnest position to play in football. It is the funnest position. I And I know I'm biased. It's the best sport and the best position in all sports. You're able to fly out the football and go knock heads off. You get the chance to go hit a stationary target. Fire off the football. So Pete Jenkins, of course, uh, Drew will come in and, and help with this. And I'll also say this. it's I, I think John Jancic is a very bright football mind. I've never spoken to him before. And uh, he's obviously good enough to be a part of Georgia's 2021 National Championship uh, analyst staff. Okay, and he was a defense coordinator for Tennessee at some point. I just think too much is on his plate. But I also think some of this is is on BK because, you know, this should have been done before the season. We should have brought in someone else to help because it's important to notice, Dr. Morgan pointed out, there's just been too many defensive line coaches, okay? And that happens. Assistant coaches come and go, all right? They just do. But you have to keep in mind, it wasn't just Jamar Kane that left. It was his assistant defensive line coach, Patrick Hill, who went to Colorado and is now with the Vikings. He was a big part of what LSU was doing too last year. So there's just been so much flux there. And something else that I think a lot of us need to realize here 
is um and and and, and I, I want this to be clear okay everybody that plays for LSU I cheer for them and before I say what I'm about to say I do Went to shout out Jamal Adams. He did make his triumphant return to the football field. It was 13 months. Obviously, I always cheer for the LSU Tigers in the NFL. Sucked what happened to Tredavious White this past weekend. Dear Lord, tore his ACL again. But still, Jamal Adams made his comeback, and he got hurt again. Okay? Uh, I haven't checked on any updates or anything like that. I wish we had both those guys. One of those guys would actually potentially fix all of this, but still. I want this to be clear. Brought this up in the Patreon and, and chat about this a little bit. Um, it could just be that this portal class of defenders, there's just really not anybody good in this class. I mean, it, it very well could be the case. Okay. Um, now, obviously, Swinson's been 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 really good for us. All this game was rough, but he's been really good. But the issue is a lot of the guys that came in from this defensive portal class had not really played all that well at their previous stop. The guys, though, that have really hurt LSU are the guys that did come in with pedigree. And like, for instance, like Jordan Jefferson was was a really good football player at West Virginia. He's really good. And he's been mostly good. But. Like, Omar Spates has really struggled. I, I have been blown away with how overwhelmed he has been at the linebacker position. And I'll tell you this. I, I went back and rewatched. Whit Weeks wasn't perfect either, but he's by far our best option at this point. Um, but, God, you know, Omar, that, that, that hurts. That really hurts. Now, think about this if you're the defensive coordinator. And I'm going to defend Madhouse just a little bit here. So you and and let's just let me put you in Madhouse's shoes, okay? You you're hearing all these people that have never coached a day in their lives, like myself, saying, Hey, you're you're stinking up the joint right now. We're paying you, you know, well over seven figures to coach, you know, one of the best defensive reputation units ever. Okay. Why are why are you sucking so bad right now? Why is our defense looking like a Sunbelt FCS? The, the, honestly, it looks like a, a D3 defense right now. And we got five stars everywhere. I think one thing that really stunted Madhouse's defense this year is at the spring game, Harold Perkins and Omar Spates looked amazing as off-ball linebackers. Now, I know it's just a spring game, but they, they, they look great. Okay? And then, all throughout spring... They were good all throughout fall. They were good. I I mean, they weren't necessarily great because the offense was just lighting up the defense a bunch. But they felt so comfortable that those two guys were going to be the guys. And two weeks into the season, they are not the guys. And they are no longer the guys. Right? Harold Perkins is playing a brand new position and where, where he should have been playing all along. And Omar Spates is is really not played well. So if you're Matt House, your secondary can't tackle. And the guys that are supposed to be the leaders of the defense, it's it's just it's it's not worked. It's not worked. It's it's been tough. 
Okay. Yes, Stephen, you can make a very strong case that not getting him, I don't think LSU was really ever in it for him, but he probably changes the outcome of, of, of both the games you've lost this season because he um, definitely guarded Malik Neighbors better than anybody in that Florida State game. And then obviously he would he would be our, our best DB by a mile uh, this year. But you didn't get him. And, you know, I think last year we just kind of assumed that every year we're going to be able to get the absolute best transfers. And, you know, coming in, you know, we felt Deuce Chestnut was going to be great. You know, he did the interview where he said, well, I looked up to Tyron Matthew and I never thought I'd be a DBU. I've always dreamed of being a DBU and I'm here. And by week, what is this, five? He's a healthy scratch. A healthy scratch in a bad secondary. So I will say this about Brian Kelly is this is the second straight year that we have struggled to put our absolute best players on the field at the beginning of a season. Okay. We have got to do better at that. We just do. Okay. Now I do want to shift to um, Jaden Daniels here. Okay. Good to see Creek. Good to see each and every one of you. Appreciate the generous super chat. And today let's actually give out something pretty big. I feel like we need to, cheer things up here. This card was actually given to me uh, by one of our viewers. Um, let's let's give out let's see. Uh, no, that's not where it is. Okay, that's not what I had in mind. So we'll give out even, an even bigger card. Alright. Right here. Jeremy Hill Patch autograph. We might even have a better one over here. We'll get this one out. Let's aim bigger. If we get to 150 in Super Chats. Look at the Jeremy Hill patch auto. Let's go big. Let's go big or go home. Okay. Now. Next thing. I want to talk about Jaden Daniels. I understand that some of you have been frustrated that his name isn't in as many of these Heisman kind of list. Okay. If he keeps playing as well as he is playing, he will undeniably be in New York City. Undeniably. We're not, I Even if we go eight and four, if he's playing as good as he's playing... He will make it to New York City. He's playing that well, okay? So the truth here is, does he stay this hot? And the answer to that is probably yes, okay? You take a look at his last three Power 5 games. One half was bad. The first half versus Arkansas. And I understand we have had a lot of discourse about the second to final drive versus Ole Miss. He should have thrown that ball to Malik Neighbors on the rollout. We can get into a debate about if that should be the right play call or not in that spot. It was open. 
to your best receiver. We've run that play before to win a game. There's just no other excuses, and Jaden would probably tell you the same thing. You got to rip that, okay? The issue, though, is like this defense is so bad, he's going to have to keep doing this very thing, all right? And what happens here is let's just say LSU drops another game. With the transfer portal being the way that it is, and the NFL draft being around the corner, and this being the last year of the four-team playoff, there are going to be a lot of guys on this team looking to see where their next move is going to be. Okay? So, I hope we win this game on Saturday just for the sake of us being locked in for the rest of the season. So, um, this this kind of has become a must-win game. Right? Now, it's not a must-win game, but the truth is, if LSU wins out and Ole Miss loses another SEC game, remember they do have to go to Georgia, you're going to the SEC championship game, okay? And I will say this, as bad as the defense has been, it is always better to be significantly better on offense than defense, okay? Offense gives your team a higher upside of success, okay? Gorilla, you didn't miss anything. We're here. Hey, man, Austin Deculus played a lot of football. Kareem saying hammer the over 6-4 and a half. What's up, Peggy? Shared on X. Christian on Facebook. What's good, man? Shout out to the fam. We got a family photo in front of the the, the truck. Let's go. Y'all want to know something crazy? I do not own a pair of blue jeans. I don't know why. I've never been a jeans guy. I'm a leggings guy, though. I, I love a good pair of leggings. And the greatest song of all time is Shake What You Got in Them Jeans. Christian, hold it down for the Facebook. We do need to see more Womack. Yeah, Clint, is true. If you can't cover anyone, you have to be able to tackle. Okay. It then lends itself to this next point. All right. Here's the one thing I really hated about LSU's tackling. All right. And I I know I've made this point a gazillion times, but you did super chat it. One of the most overrated things is getting run over. Okay. Truck sticking somebody is overrated. Okay. I actually like it when one of my DBs get trucked. It shows me fearlessness. It shows me the ability that you want to stick your head in there for the team. And it slows the guy down. What I don't like 
is diving at ankles and not slowing them down at all. Show some resistance, okay? I don't care if you get run over. I don't. Cody Schrader is a unit for Missouri. He, he, he was a D2 grinder. And he can he can truck you. He 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 reminds me a little bit of like Stephen Ridley, Jacob Hester type. He can truck you. So slow them down. Silly, let's go. Card, have you seen the new rules that the NIL committee should have released today? The portal might lose some teeth. Okay. So let me Look this up really quickly. New portals. I haven't. I've actually just been watching like actual football. So. Let me uh, put this up. Pissed down my leg, Coach 30. Huh? 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 So, uh, Sylvia, I put your super, super chat back up on the screen. All right. Here it is from Ross Dellinger. Okay. Now this, I haven't read this whole thing. I did see him tweet this out a little bit earlier. Very expected recommendations from the D1 Council as it relates to NIL. Voluntary registry for NIL service providers. Disclosure aggregate reporting of NIL deals. More standardized NIL contracts. Education programs for athletes and NIL entities. Okay. All right, I, I'm, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a NIL expert by any stretch of the imagination, okay? But the bottom line here, Sibley, is, and I, I spoke to somebody in compliance um, about a week and a half ago, all right? And not an LSU compliance, truth be told. And all they want is guardrails, uh, just some something because it is a wild, wild west. Jim West, Desperado, in the words of Will Smith. It is wild. Okay. So, yeah, I've not read up on any of it. I, I haven't. Now, as far as like the portal losing its teeth, really? The portal? What's it, where's the portal from? Arkansas? Huh? I'm kidding. His teeth. Um, so yeah, simply I, I will, and here's what I'll do tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Don't forget, we have a live stream tomorrow night, 6 p.m. It's gonna be a good time. Okay. Type Y for yes if you'll be at the live stream tomorrow at 6. Burks, we're good, baby. How are you? Let's go to Peggy. Uh I, I think I think so. I think so. But the truth here, okay, is ultimately Peggy, Brian Kelly, and Matt House make that decision. And ultimately it is Brian Kelly's decision. But Brian Kelly would delegate that to Matt House. But I do think they'll have a deep discussion about how that's done. Okay. Let's go to Jared with the Super Chat. Jared, you get to pick the next topic. All right. I do want to touch on this because Jared was at the game, 
And um, I've had a few of you reach out about the um, the Jacoby and Guillory situation. Okay. Now, um, switch up the audio a little bit. So let me know if I type type Y free S if you can hear me loud and clear. I want to make sure everybody can hear me loud and clear because I'm about to say something um, that is not controversial. I think a lot of you would agree with me. Okay. Um, Y'all, we, we've we've got we've we've got to do something about the Jacobian Guillory thing. Okay. He did nothing. He did nothing. Okay. So basically here's his video. And look, I'll play it. No, I wanted the audio. I won't play the audio. Um because here's the thing. If Missouri beats us, okay, if they beat us, the truth is they're going to rush the field if they beat us, all right? Um, just be ready for it. We, we're, we're national champions. Uh, th- this would be the biggest win of their of the Elijah Drinkowitz era. Now, I know he beat LSU in 2020. I was obviously different circumstances. There's no fans in the stands. Okay, so this video. All right, I got to turn this audio off. Okay. And dude, obviously, running on the field, gets knocked over. Dude's cursing at Jacoby and Guillory. And then this is always never a good look. Wild player, wild fan or whatever. Okay. Now, this is this is my concern. Is that kid went viral? The kid, the kid got what he wanted out. He got he went viral. Obviously, as, as a coach, you don't want to make that speech to your team. Hey, if we lose again, make sure if Missouri when they rush the field, you don't retaliate or anything like that. But. Man, that that pissed me off. I I, I I've talked I've talked to Jacobian before on Instagram, and he obviously plays really hard and has been a leader um, through and through. <laughs> I like. Where's John Battle? Where Where's Kev Falk when you need him? The kid deserved a right hook in the temple. How in the hell does that happen? So, no matter what, even though Jacoby and Giller was in the right, for those that don't know, I didn't play the audio, the fan basically said F you. Okay, he just lost an emotional game. The thing is, that adrenaline really doesn't stop until those pads are off. Especially, you know, if it's, what, a minute or so after the game ends? That's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. Okay, and we've seen some other instances of players and getting involved with fans. Bama had a player hit a fan and no repercussions.
I still can't believe that. I've not talked about that. I wanted to at some point, but I know I know uh, Jacobian's dad watches the channel, so I'm, um, I don't know if he's watching now, but I back your son in this situation. Um, I did read something very interesting, uh, Cody Worsham. I read something that the fine for fans storming the field, a portion of those fines actually go to the opposite team. Now, what I would also bring up about this is if you fight someone at the stadium or if you do something like that that involves an altercation, it goes viral. It just does. There, if, if you have a Twitter account, a Facebook account, an Instagram account, Tinder account, you're going to see a stadium fight. Stadium fights happen way more in NFL games than, than college games. And what's crazy about that is there are more NFL games during the day, right? So normally the fans are boozed up. You got to have, what, three beers at, at an NFL game? It's going to cost you, what, a 70 bucks? <laughs> you, that's, that's a lot. Huh? 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 Uh, but yeah, you know, I think the kid wanted to get his ass kicked because he because he could be like, well, uh, I could make LSU look bad by doing this now. What I do want to mention, and I haven't been able to confirm this. I won't say who I think that was holding um, Jacoby and Guillory back. But whoever that was for LSU, my uh, hat tip to you. Like, that was one person holding a 300-pound man back. You think, you think that? And there was also a security police guy there. I don't, I don't think that one guy was stopping <laughs> tank. His name is tank for goodness sakes. Okay. So truth be told, whoever that was, I, I have a good idea who that was. Um, shout out to you. You, you say you saved what could have been an even worse situation. Okay. Now, Yeah, LD. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Now, what I what I, uh, what I would bring up. Okay. Is Ole Miss fans? I was kind of shocked I haven't had as many like Ole Miss trolls in my chat. Like after Florida State beat us twice, there were some. Not 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 too many. But I did see a large number of LSU versus Ole Miss altercations, okay? There was um, an old man, like, walking through the Grove, and he got into an argument with a bunch of, like, younger Ole Miss students, and it was just crazy. It just looked strange. 
Again, they, they, they threw some beer on him or whatever. You guys have got to understand something when it comes to Ole Miss. They've not won a damn thing. Not anything. They won a national championship in baseball that kind of just snuck up on them. They've never won a thing. Okay? the There's only a few cool things that have come out of Ole Miss, and one of those is Marshall Henderson. Okay? They're going to act like that. They've never won anything. Never. Okay? Never. So, you know the phrase, act like you've been there before? Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. They've never been there before. They ain't ever been there before. So, of course, they're going to act crazy. But shout out to Tank. I hope he has a good bounce back game. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I'll I say, uh, I, I want to chat a little bit more about Jaden. But also, I also want to show you this. This is why you got to follow Power LSU on Twitter. Okay. I want, I want y'all to tell me. Okay. All right. I got to make sure the volume's off. Uh, I hope it's off because uh, actually I'll just do this. I'm not going to play the video because I don't know if the music is going to play or not, but I tweeted out this clip. Obviously one of my favorite players is Malik neighbors. How many of y'all look at Malik living this life? I've got, I, so Joe Burrow has these, Justin Jefferson has these. When I get to 100,000 subscribers, I am getting a Johnny Dane grill. Okay? Look at that thing. Boy, got that Paul Wall fit, baby. Type Y for yes, type N for no. If you could see me, with the whole top diamond and the bottom row gold grill. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, man, I love Malik. Look at this thing. That thing is, that thing is beautiful. I, I've got to get a grill now. I just do. <laughs> I, if anyone's got a plug with Johnny Dang, tell him I'll, I'll give him all my super chats for the month. If he could hook me up with that Paul Wall. There's a better shot of it right there. Look at it. Let's go, Malik. Let me see your grill. Yeah. <laughs> y'all not, y'all. <laughs> 
Malik. Uh, he, he's so freaking good, man. I'm glad. I'm glad. You know, he's he's living out his dreams. He's going to be a first round pick, and man, I. I How far do y'all think the gap is between him and Harrison? Okay. Obviously, Harrison's going to be the first receiver off the board. But I think Malik's going to be a beast in the NFL. Exactly, Pierce. You got to step your game up. Yeah, I know, Carl. I still find that crazy. That they, um, and this you with Thurman Thomas, it's cool from the Dylan Cruz uh, era. Yeah, and that's still weird. That's still so weird. But yeah, they've never won anything good for them. Good for them. I'm glad they had that moment. I'm glad they had that moment. Mason and Perk got him too. Let's go. I've seen Perk. I've seen Perk. We got a photo with the uh, Perk and Brainsy Cat somewhere here. <laughs> Jared said, is that an in, Invisalign? Let's go. Oh, man. I love it. Uh, yeah, I think the question here is, is BTJ. Okay. I'll share this is this is something I brought up in Patreon. Okay. If you look historically, most LSU wide receivers don't just blossom out of nowhere. Okay. Normally, like like for instance, like Jarvis Landry, his first year he was elite despite not playing wide receiver all that much from the year before. But there was flashes, like you saw him make plays on special teams and, and so on, right, in, 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 in big moments. But really, normally, like, like we saw Terrace Marshall and Jamar Chase have flashes before they had their, you know, their big season in 2019. It's rare to go into just any LSU season and there just not be the bonafide guy coming back to that offense, okay? So I understand we have all offseason to talk about next year. But this does apply to this year, okay? Let's say this. Malik Neighbors goes to the NFL draft. That is a given. That's just not even a debate. Brian Thomas Jr. is also probably a go at this point, Okay. Because BTJ is going to say, look, I'm not going to be able to produce any more than I've already produced. So do I come back to LSU? Maybe it is worth a big NIL deal to get him back. I think he's gone at this point. Okay. So you look in the, you look in the next year. Let me ask you guys this. And I want you to be as honest as you possibly can. Do you feel Chris Hilton or Kyron Lacey can be the focal point of an LSU offense? You know, I don't think Aaron Anderson is an X, 
right? A dude. Okay. And if the answer to that is no, you have to ask yourself this question. If that is if that is your answer. Then who's going to be that guy? Of course you can go to a portal. There'd be plenty of portal wide receivers that would say, hell, I'd love to go be a guy at LSU. Poor LSU. Not only have we not need the portal, we've not needed wide receivers outside the state of Louisiana. In fact, there hasn't been a wide receiver at LSU from outside the state of Louisiana that has caught more than 30 passes in a season since Terrence Tolliver. And there have been hundreds of Louis and hundreds is a bold number, but there have been plenty of Louisiana wide receivers that didn't go to LSU. They won Heisen trophies. They've been all conference. Uh, one's going to be an all American this year. There's plenty of wide receivers that escaped this day and turned out to be great, whatever. So, I think at this point, you got to start asking yourself, well, do we need to get some more run from some of these other guys? And I I think Shelton needs to play some. I do. And I understand the drops are an issue. Obviously, I'm not there every day of practice. I don't know how he's practicing now. Uh, I don't know how he responds to adversity or anything like that. But that is a guy I, I could see catching 40, 50 balls for LSU next season. But... Can he just do that without more game reps this year? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So Roger says, one of our many patrons, he says he's 100% behind Kyron Lacey being a number one or number two for us next year and 60% behind Chris Hilton being a number one or number two. Okay. Pierce brings up Will Shepard. I would obviously be very open to that. So obviously that's it's worrying about, you know, next year and all that stuff. So just wanted to bring that up. I we'll we'll find somebody, but what I can tell you here is yes, I've seen improvement from Kyron Lacey and Chris Hilton up to this point. And obviously those guys have done some really good things. But my question to you is how many things have these guys done? That is just a byproduct of the offense. I would say a good bit of it is just other guys getting him open and Jaden putting the ball right where it needs to be. Okay. Whereas Malik and BTJ, they're making plays. Obviously, Jaden's throwing them good balls, but they're getting open. They're making difficult grabs and so on and so on up to this point. So... Yeah, I, I don't know. I think Kyron Lacey and Chris Hilton are both threes. I'm not sure if they're if they're twos. I, I could see one of them becoming a two, but I I don't see either one of them being a one. Okay. I, I don't. Um 
but obviously they're they're good players who have drop issues. So Peggy, this goes along with with this point. I think Sheldon's very good. I think Kyle Parker's very good too. Um, Jalen Brown is a great deep ball threat. Uh, but but at this point, I'm not sure if if there's really anything else to his game just based on what I've seen in in, in high school. Um, but he he's got he's definitely the fastest of these three. Uh, but I I still do like Kyle Parker a lot. I do, I do. And chance, yeah, it's the drops, man. I'll tell you this. One thing I would look at, okay, is I I I, I want to study this offseason drop rate. Okay. Um it does seem like drop rate is up, right? Now it could just be we're we're just throwing more and it's a more passing league. And guys are portaling in and out and so on and so on. But what I would tell you is one theory I have about drops is is, is actually a little, a little deeper. I don't want to bring it up here, but I, I do wonder about like, like receiver drills just in general. Okay. If, if, I were a receiver's coach, and they do this already, but I would uptick the amount of drills you do in practice that are contested catch drills, okay? Because we are struggling with contested catches. We are. We've also struggled just on basic catches. Yeah, Samuel, well... Got to wait a little bit for that one. Uh, Mason Taylor and Pimpton. Yeah, Mason's obviously really good. And Pimpton. He's got all the tools. He just can't block. Just can't block. Uh, one, one random sports story. Okay. Like it's, it's kind of weird. Like how football focused I become. I did not know at all that the Ryder cup happened this past weekend. And I also didn't know that major league baseball's playoff started today and, and no clue, no clue. I, I, I had heard about the Ryder cup, but it wasn't on my mind at all. I used to grow up watching that thing. The Justin Leonard putt? Are you freaking kidding me? That's not here nor there. Now, one recruiting stat that I want to bring up about this next recruiting class under Brian 
Kelly. Okay. One recruiting stat. But first. PHL Nation. Oh, yeah, baby. You know about Louisiana Controls. They've been showing us love throughout this college football season. And I'm looking for you to do the same when it comes to your energy management commercial HVAC needs. It is all with our buddies who have been doing this for over 40 years. Yes, that is four decades. You know this Louisiana weather gets crazy. Go to LouisianaControls.com or call 225-924-4990, baby. Let's go. So, LSU is number two. Number two in college football when it comes to defensive blue chip ratio. Okay. They have eight blue chip defensive recruits for the class of 2024. Okay. That means most of LSU's best players in this next recruiting class, they have the nationally 10th ranked recruiting class at this point. Most of them are on defense. Okay. Most of them. Now, how many of them could play right away year one? I think a few of them can. I do. But I, 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 I'm, I'm going to be as honest as I possibly can here. Okay? Is I have never, and I really do mean it, I have never seen so many LSU defensive recruits be absolute dust at LSU. They, they, they've not given you anything. And some of that is obviously a defensive scheme shift. Some of it also is just guys just missing, right? Some of it's injuries. Some of it is this. What what I would say though is like when, when I watch Madhouse's defense, I don't really know what the framework of their defense actually is. And I think they've recruited some guys that may not fit what they're trying to do, right? And part of the issue with this LSU defense is we don't know what we're good at. Like, for instance, we, we've we've done the quarter thing, and, and we can't tackle when a guy's short of the sticks. Um, we, we, we've done some split field things. Guys still run wide open. Our rush defense just isn't any good. We, we, we've, we've done all these things, but what is our front? What, what front do we want to play? Because I feel... For two consecutive seasons, we have played a defensive lineman as one of our starters as kind of a tweener weird spot in Savian Jones and Ollie Gay. So, yes, I truly do believe we need to ask ourselves, what type of front do we want to play? And I think that's going to be some of the things that Pete Jenkins is going to bring up. What is our goal? Do our, our do we want our defensive lineman to penetrate and, and, and make plays? 
Do we want them to be gap fillers? I I feel like we're we're just kind of confused. Do you believe in giving Bosack a whack? Van, as you know, my mind is not quite as vast as yours. So I'm trying to get this reference. It could just be that my brain is fried from watching so much football today. Okay. Hey, what's up, sissy? No, she's being bad. Thank you. Come on, sissy. Let's go. Let's go get my bed. Find her. She'll follow me. She'll follow me. No, she won't. She won't stay in here with me. Bo sack a whack. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to. I see. I got it. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but I'm a believer in. I I truly do believe in the power of being bold. So I'm going to say yes. I do believe. Good to see you, man. We'll have Harold Perkins back to creating havoc. Let's go to Jesse. What happened to Landon Ibiana? That's a good question, Jesse. I, I have no idea. There's so many of these guys that just kind of fade and never really get their shot. Uh, there, there's a long list of guys that are still on the roster. Okay. We can go down the list. Quincy Wiggins. All right. That's a guy I get, I still get asked about. What about Bryce Langston? Somebody asked me two weeks ago, Hey Carter, do you think Philip Webb is going to play? Philip Webb's at Jackson state. Landon Ibiet is definitely one of those guys. The guy that I was cheering for more than anybody. The, the, the young man from New Roads, Louisiana. Holding down for Boyka B. Bears. Matthew Langlois. Hell, he, he got one of those Iron Tiger awards. Nowhere to be found. Jordan Allen. Nowhere to be found. They gave him a single-digit number. Jordan Allen. Nowhere to be found. Now they're playing Ryan Yates. If you ask more about Ryan Yates. But yeah, Jesse, I have no idea what happened to Landon Ibietta. He was running a lot with the twos during the spring. And then in the fall, I just think he kind of faded behind Aaron Anderson and a few of these others. Um... But I think at this point, as TJ points out, put them at safety. Why, why wouldn't you try some of these receivers? Okay. 
And I'm glad you brought this up once again, TJ. Thanks for your support of Louisiana Controls. I think Van and a lot of you would find this interesting. And Van's actually asked you before about this. Okay. So I want to talk to you about the best defensive back in this game. Okay. And he does not play for LSU. He plays for Missouri. And his name is Chris Abrams Drain. I think that's how you say his last how you say his name okay so chris was committed to lsu a long time commitment to lsu and he was a scrawny wide receiver out of alabama okay so tj to your point he was a wide receiver at Alabama. He goes to Missouri. They quickly convert him to DB. And he's probably been the best corner in the SEC East. He's a really good football player. So we've tried, you know, moving some guys from wide receiver to defensive back. Um, you know, one of my closest friends is Ron Brooks. He was a wide receiver. And, and at, when he got to LSU, they moved him to DB. And he had a great NFL career. We've tried that with other Players, we tried um, Alex Adams, who's now one of the best receivers at Akron. He moved to uh, defensive back, and that didn't really last. But I think at this point, why wouldn't you go to Landon IBN and say, well, we know you're fast enough. We know you have ball skills. Why not give it a shot? Do it. Let's go to RSX, all the way from Minnesota. I feel like we would run more press man coverage. It would help pass rush. I feel play Yates more. I'm down for more press man. The issue RSX is we have not play, made plays in the one-on-one. -on -one, all right? When guys from Grambling are mossing us, it, it's an issue. Okay? Keon Coleman mossed us. He mosses everybody. But the very next week, Grambling was going off. I mean, just Chad Ocho Cinco and us. Okay. Try my DB. Try my DB. So, TJ, I'm glad you super chatted that. You never really know. You honestly never really know. To this day, I think Alfred Blue would have been one of the best linebackers ever at LSU. But he was a good running back. So he didn't need to switch. But... But still, now... Tell him, Tyler, put Trey Holly back there, DB. The issue is, I, I think he's like, and I think he's about my height. 
But hell, try it. I know he's. I know you'd play hard. You'll transfer like Trey Palmer to Landon Ivieta. The difference, though, is like at least we gave Trey a chance. Um, Trey's a really good player. He just needs to get out of Louisiana. It's been a good live chat. It's been a really good live chat. So, um, let me notice. Okay, it's just curious. Have you guys noticed a change in camera? Like, I put the fancy camera on for the first time in months. There's a few reasons why I don't like the fancy camera. It does look better. Um, but do you like the fancy camera? Do you like this just basic cam better? I got, like, the fancy cam and the basic cam. Type F for fancy. Type B for basic. Let's go to Danny Girl. I'm going to need BK to figure out the best players and positions before game one and not in game five like last year and this year. This is not Notre Dame. You can't wait or it's too late. That's that's a good point, Danny. Um, you know, for me, I I truly do believe that uh, Brian Kelly is going to play the more experienced guys. You know, I mean, he has said that he has said he has referenced this a few times just in press conferences that he 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 likes experienced players. Um, but I do think this is two consecutive seasons that we have just not fielded the right guys from the jump, okay? Um, Once again, that could be a bunch of noise because there are a bunch of transfers that you're trying to figure out, hey, can this guy really play or can he not? Um, But this is part of it, you know? You, You don't get a preseason, you, you don't get any games to see who your best players are. And any to, to an even deeper scale with uh, your, your question, that I think is going to be one of the few benefits of the 12-team playoff, which I am staunchly against, is that, you know, the best version of a team is definitely not going to be that team in week one. You know, so it's uh, it's – it is an issue, though. It is an issue. We're not, we're not fielding the the best guys. We just aren't. Um, so yeah. It it is frustrating. I I will admit it. It, it is frustrating. Okay. Let's take a look at. The look at this 
we're, we're we're about fifty away from giving out the Jay Hill card. Definitely want to give this one out because this one was given to me by AP. But we are close. We are close. Let's get to a few more here. I've yet to miss some time with concussions, says Scooby. Tom, please quit trolling. Uh, Pork rinds, please. Be real. Yeah, Thundee, we're we're not playing smart football. Okay. Sammy, you're right. It it, it did hit. It did hit. You're you're all right. I th- I think it took that late touchdown to to to, to go, but it hit. Uh, all right. Do you believe LSU gets to six wins this year? Okay. So they'll beat Army, and that'll get them to four. All right. So then. They'll beat Georgia State, which would get them to five. So, Pork Rinds is saying we're not going to get to six. Pork Rinds, if you don't think we're going to beat Army and Georgia State, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. And we really do have serious issues. Um, but we'll beat those two teams. So then your question becomes, does LSU go with no victories versus Missouri, Auburn, Alabama, Florida, and Texas a They're beating army pork rinds. Stop it. Eight and four this year, perhaps. Let's go to TJ. Thank you for the super chat. Yeah, I know, TJ. As far as the second part of this, I think it got monetized again. I don't know. But the funny thing about the monetized versus demonetized thing is, like, you don't really make a whole lot off monetization. It's like, like, this video really did, like, awesome, awesome. But normal, like the film studies, 
they they take forever to do um like I'm, I'm i may get like 40 or 50 bucks if a film studies monetize or demonetize I don't, I don't know how all of it works i just take whatever i can get so it's really not some crazy amount like i make most of my money off the uh the supers that i get off of this right uh so in the grand scheme it's not i don't think it's really that big of a difference but um each video you do lose monetization, it does take away from like the bigger piece of the pie, if, if that makes sense. Uh, do what I tried, Deuce Chestnut again. Okay. <sighs> the first thing here, TJ. And, and the, weir the, the weirdest thing. Is being a healthy scratch. As an experienced starter. From a power five team. Okay. In the position group where you need everybody. It's bizarre. It is very, very, very bizarre. You do begin to wonder, is there something else with that? Maybe there is, maybe there isn't. Okay. So, let's be real here. I want him to get another shot. Because I don't think he misses as many tackles as the other guys miss. I feel a little bit better about him making tacklers making tackles, but, you know, I, I'll say this. Keon Coleman worked him. Now he worked all of us, but Deuce has just struggled. And it goes back to a thing we referenced a little bit earlier is that a lot of the guys who transferred in with a lot of playing experience last year, who were those guys? Well, it was Greg Brooks, very good player. Joe Fouché, very good player. Jared Bernard Converse, very good player for us. So those guys were, were transfers. And they turn out to be bonafide studs for us. Okay. Our defensive transfers up to this point have been kind of mad. The guys that came in with experience. I mean, there he is. What up, Ed? Thank you, Ed, for both Super Chats. Time management was an issue the last two contests. Okay. Good to see you again, Ed. Obviously, still rocking it. Um, I, I still don't get the time management qualms 
in the Arkansas game. Okay. The tying management in the Arkansas game was 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 perfect to me at the end of the second half. Um and at the end of the first half. Then we get to the end of the first half versus Ole Miss. The Kyron Lacey drop at the end of the first half was so huge. We still almost got in field goal range. But if Kyron doesn't drop that pass, we're probably we're definitely scoring at least a field goal. Okay. I wish we did have an extra time out there at the end uh, in the first half. Okay. Now, I do agree with this, Ed. You're only as good as your last game. I don't agree with that qualm. But that kind of coincides with what we're about to say. Brian Kelly's clock management in the Ole Miss game was not the best. It was not the best. Okay. I don't think it cost them the game, though. I don't. Um, I think the decision to not go for it on fourth and seven and fourth and eight were the biggest issues. And at the very least, you should at least draw them off sides or try to draw them off sides. Okay. So. We definitely should have gone for it. The second down clock management mistake was massive. Now, I'm glad it did happen because it in turn gave us more time to have that one final shot. But coming out of that timeout or after that injury, we should have bled that clock down all the way. Okay. Brian Kelly, who's been mostly good at game management, was not good at game management in the Ole Miss game. Okay. Now, I get what Devin is saying about the end of the Arkansas game, or your chance at an INT, fumble and snap, all that stuff. Well, we've never fumbled a snap on on kick. Our special teams has been very good. And on top of that, the biggest risk in that Arkansas game situation is giving the football back to K.J. Jefferson with time, okay? If you were telling me K.J. as well as he played versus us, we did not stop him, okay? From the second quarter on, we did not stop him a single time outside of the end of the second half um, when when he had like two seconds to go score and Perk sacked him. They, they, they were perfect. So if you're telling me I could bleed the clock all the way down where he really doesn't have a shot to win the game on his end, then guess what? I'm taking that chance all day, okay? So, Brian Kelly played the clock perfectly in that game. He did not versus Ole Miss, and that's fine. Okay?
No, the Arkansas. Yeah, pork rinds, but I mean the army game is like four weeks away. It's a the last thing on my mind right now. Okay. And now if you're an army expert, come back the week of the army game and we'll, we'll happily talk about it. But I don't want to get into breaking down what they're doing. They don't run the option anymore. Okay. But the Arkansas management was perfect. I, I don't understand why anyone would argue to the contrary. We kicked a game-winning point-blank field goal with 14 seconds left to go on the clock. What else do you want to do in that situation? Yeah, but the way the seconds – and once again, I could go back and, and look at it just to make quadruple sure. The way the seconds were, though, we couldn't get it all the way down to three, right? So we were out of timeouts. Then we ran our offense back on the field, and we threw a goal line fade to bleed more clock. The bottom line, though, is it was it was still fine. I guess I just need to go back and rewatch it. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll. I'll Nah, I'll, I'll happily be staying corrected. But in the game that we lost, we should have gone for it on fourth. Now, I do want to include some extra context, though. Okay. Jaden not completing that pass probably spooked Brian Kelly just a little bit. And it would have done me as well. Playing zone when you can't get to the QB is some mind-boggling stuff. Are the D-line coach and DB coach not talking to each other? Yeah, Blanche, you know, when you give up 700-plus yards... You have got to be really sucking at everything, okay? It is hard to gain 700 yards in a game. Hard. 
Like you, you, you've got to miss tackles. You've got to have all three levels of your defense sucking. And guess what? All three levels of the defense has, has stunk. Now, to Blanche's point here, um, the defensive line coach has not been present because he's been ill. Okay. But yeah, it, it is a little mind blocking, mind boggling because the linebacker coach and the DB coach are still the same. But it's just one of those things, man. Now, I've got some good news, man. We have hit the $150 mark tonight. Let's go. So we're going to give this Jeremy Hill card out. This is actually one of my favorite Jay Hills right here. Got a pretty nasty auto on there and a huge, juicy patch. Okay. Who are we giving this Jeremy Hill autograph to? Uh, yes, to your point, Blanche, in that there's definitely communication issues on all three levels of the defense. Okay? The scheme is bad, all those things. Now... Let's see, who do I want to give this card to? I think someone... Uh, let's see, he actually won something recently. Oh, you know who's never won anything on here? I don't think Blanche has ever won anything on here. And Blanche has been supporting me for, I think, since we hit a thousand subs. And now we're at 10,000 subs. So I think a lot of you agree. I, th I think Blanche deserves this card. So congratulations, Blanche. You are the winner of this Jeremio autograph patch card. Send me an email, powerhourlsu at gmail.com, Blanche. It is a beautiful card. It's definitely one of my favorites I've given out. But I felt like we needed to give out something pretty cool. Uh, obviously, Jay Hill being one of my favorite players, uh, a friend of mine as well, um, had had to go big. So, congrats, Blanche. You deserve it, man. Honestly, don't think Blanche has ever won anything. He's a good dude, too. So, send me an email, Blanche, powerhourlsu at gmail.com. I'm going to get you all squared away, man.
Let's see. Let's go to Samuel. <laughs> Samuel says. <laughs> Samuel says, "Congrats, Blanche." It still doesn't change my <laughs> Oh, that's funny. I like it. Here's one thing I like about Samuel. I met him, obviously, at this last uh, LSU-Arkansas game. And, like, I met his whole family. I met the whole Samuel crew. I met the wife, met all the wife's friends. They met his brother, met his brother's bros. Then Samuel had another friend at the tailgate that watches the channel, and that was cool. He lived in Dallas. Don't remember his name. He's a cool kid, though. It looked like he was smart. Looks like he's successful. Looks like he's got money. I need to talk to him. Let's go to Brian here. Okay. So let, let's let's chat about the, the recruiting cycles. Okay. So in Brian Kelly's first year, he only had like 15 high school recruits signed. Okay. The one guy that just did not make any sense to me entering the portal was the Jalen Davis Robinson kid. He went to SMU and he's played like sparingly this year, but that kid was fast. I mean, that kid could move. And I liked him. I really did. But, you know, even though there was wide open playing time, he still packed his bags, went to SMU. He's from Texas. And then, you know, we had Terrence Wells and Jordan Allen as, as um, DB recruits in that class. Okay. Obviously, none of those guys have panned out up to this point. And now in this last recruiting class, obviously, it was Ashton Stamps, JV and Toviano. Still don't know what's going on with that. Ryan Yates. Who's, who's shown some promising stuff. I'm still still on the fence a little bit. And then, of course, there's Jeremiah Hughes. Wrote about Jeremiah Hughes on, on, on Patreon. Once again, sign up. We had three Patreon signups yesterday. We're growing there, y'all. You don't want to miss out on all the extra stuff that we put out there. Okay. Um, I kind of I kind of want Jeremiah Hughes to get some run, okay. Then of course we've just had a lot of high level four star defensive players that have just not done anything. I mean, just absolutely anything. Like, not even a flash of something up to this point. It, it's it's bizarre. It is very bizarre. Some of it, I do think, is scheme. Like, being recruited by Orgeron and then your position coach, coach is going this way and the other. And then the scheme change and all of that. I don't know. 
But what I could tell you is LSU had a top 50 defensive back, get moved to running back, and he transferred. LSU had a top 150 defensive line prospect who got compared to Michael Brockers. He's done nothing. LSU had a top 100 defensive line recruit. He's done nothing. LSU had uh, a top 100 safety transfer to Towson. LSU had a top 150 linebacker transfer to Campbell. Campbell. LSU had a top 100 edge player transferred to Jackson State. So were all these guys just misevaluated, not necessarily by LSU, but by 247 on three, all these people? It's 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 truly absurd how many of these guys just didn't work. And I understand guys miss and 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 college football is really hard, but it is still an absurd number. Yeah, it's true, Danny Girl. I get it. And that's part of why a really good SEC defensive back left LSU. But yeah, I mean it's it's tough. Everybody welcome the one who knocks. Shout out Brian Cranston to the channel. Yeah, any of them that are not playing. Any of them that are not playing at all. Um, go up to them and say, look, this might be your calling. I mean, DBs get paid at the next level. Paid. Welcome to the channel, Shasha. Pressure, what's good? 
All right, y'all. In the next 10, five to 10 minutes, let's do that. I'll answer as many questions as we possibly can. But if you do super chat, we'll keep it going. Okay. Welcome to the channel, Adam King. Uh, what DBs from Utah are, are, are you referencing here? Why was your announcement so dry? Because you you got money. I don't, man. I'm scraggling. I I I I always show love to the first timers. I always found it interesting, the phrase, just my two cents. Like, where did that even start from? Just my two cents. What? Your two cents? What, what you... So you're saying your opinion is only worth two cents? Paul wants to see more uh, Yates, Ryan Yates. Okay. Quite literally, you only had two cents. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, man. That's the thing of beauty. Samuel, I, I, I did... um. I did graduate with a two seven GPA. Like, um, there's a reason why. So I, I graduated Manship School, and um, there's a reason why they've not asked me to come back to speak to the students. There's a reason. So, like at every journalism school, they have um, they have like all these very distinguished, like some of them are even my classmates. Um, and they're distinguished or super successful. They're like, not him. We are definitely, he, we shouldn't even have given this guy a degree. We, we are sad to be associated with him. They handed me my degree and they said, hey, just make sure you don't tell anyone that, that you went here. But I love LSU. I gave my life to LSU. I did, did so many radio shows and the 
basement of the journalism school. Yeah, just don't just don't tell anyone you graduated from the manship school. Say say you had a degree in business or in uh, or 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 in general studies. Yeah, Danny lived in London, so she would know. From the older English expression, a penny for your thoughts, a sarcastic response to receiving more opinion than one. I said, I got a penny for your thoughts, but I got two pennies worth. I got it. So that's where the phrase is my two cents. Oh, you got it from Wikipedia. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, so Brian B took us to church. We need a Fitzpatrick in here. He's an actual preacher. In the Bible, several wealthy temple patrons donate large sums of money, but a poor widow places just two small coins, i.e. her two cents into the offering. Her two, her two cents. That's good. So my two. So that that sprung a a, a cliche. I want to know who that poor widow was. Did she know that she sprang a revolution? And which book of the Bible is this? You got to be able to cite your passage here. What was this? Matthew, Mark, First John, Revelations, Ruth. All right, y'all. Podcast will be up in the morning. Shout out all our super chatters. RSX, Danny Girl, RSX, TJ, Double Ed, Blanche, Van, Jesse, Jared, Sibs, Clint, Drew. Speaking of Drew... Did he really get who? Who did he get traded to? Did he really get? Uh, did he really get traded to freaking? Uh, um, the the Celtics? Is that what I read? But there you go. It is power hour LSU boom. And I 
and tonight we are doing oh we're doing burgers let's go let's go